And I think that's like important too. Like if you do know someone, don't try to like just use them to get your foot in the door, but have honest, real conversations with them about like if they like it and things. And that's when you want to help someone out. Welcome to Raw and Real. I'm Megan Casey Loftus. And I'm Samantha Jenkins. This podcast is all about launching your career in the business of fashion, tips for starting your journey in New York, and ways to live your most authentic, productive, and best life. Through interviewing fashion industry leaders and girls just like us, we explore fashion, beauty, wellness, and more through the lens of 24-year-old best friends. For daily inspo and podcast updates, follow us on Instagram at Raw and Real NYC. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcast fix. Thanks for listening. We are so excited to talk with Liz Colborn today, who went from studying graphic design at Syracuse University to landing a job at Teen Vogue. Sam first met Liz three summers ago when we were both basically babies living in New York City and not knowing what our futures had in store for us. That's why it is so exciting to talk about Liz's career path that has led her to her current job. We talk about tips for applying to jobs and ways to get your foot in the door, what it's like working at Team Vogue, and we discuss what a graphic design job looks like. We hope you guys enjoy. Today, we have our dear friend Liz on. Liz works at the infamous Teen Vogue and is going to tell us a little bit about her job and her day-to-day in New York City. We are so excited. So to start off, can you give us a background on your childhood, where you grew up, what high school you went to, and then how you decided to attend where you went to school? So I'm from a small town outside of Boston. I grew up in a very small town, so I went a little crazy growing up because I definitely preferred to be in the city. I went to high school down the street, Maskinomit. I attended Syracuse for college. What did you study at Syracuse? So I studied uh, communications design. So basically, it's like graphic design. Looking back, I didn't really think... Like I wanted to be a graphic designer, like that wasn't really like my plan or anything, but I always was really into art and knew I wanted to do something in a creative field. And then I remember in high school, um, my art teacher actually went to Syracuse and someone from the communications department come, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. They were talking about how it can go into package design and magazine design. And it was just like kind of a broad program that really like focused on graphic design. I feel like And maybe this is me not being aware of it from a younger age, but I feel like our friends that are graphic designers and have taken it on, I never even knew that was a job until I was already at school. I know. That's kind of like how I felt. Again, like I knew a lot about art and design, I guess. You know, you never really think about like who's designing like even like the packaging for something. For our listeners (laughs) who might not understand exactly what graphic design is and all the different jobs that are within graphic design, can you give us like a little download on kind of what graphic design entails? Graphic design is like the way to improve the visual appearance and like function of messages and information. And there's so much you can do with graphic design. In my case, like working in like media and editorial, it's to like kind of excite and support the main ideas and points and written information in a visual way. So, you know, focusing on the type and color and yeah, again, like everything really that is sold has graphic design or has been designed in a way of like all the packaging and a logo of something. How did you get your creative juices flowing in high school? Because like you mentioned, we didn't really know what graphic design was. So what outlets did you use or what did you participate in to kind of start getting an understanding of what you wanted to do? 
I was always into like the photo classes that we had in high school and um, fine arts classes. I did notice like in my art classes that I was kind of leaning towards more like graphic work. And I found that I loved using like technology and like mixing that with art. And that's like a lot of graphic design too. Um, Mm -hmm. Not always, you know, you can do a lot by hand, but the majority of it is done, you know, through your computer. Did you find that your classes like prepped you really well for the real world? Like I know for me, it was really beneficial for me to have internships. I feel like that's where I learned like the most, but for obviously you're learning graphic design, you're learning all the software. I definitely think design and graphic design is something you can kind of teach yourself in ways. Like, I don't think it's necessary for everyone to have to study it. I was taught a lot about how to mix, like be a professional, like career driven person and mixing it with like the art free spirited, um, creative mind. What were some of your first internships? I actually worked a lot with like photographers randomly and I actually met a photographer from my town who did a ton of like interior design photography like all over New England and um, Boston and I ended up kind of like assisting him because it was just like him and I I would even help with like styling and just helping set up the whole shoot and I did that for two summers and then that second summer I actually reached out to a photographer in New York who was in like the fashion and beauty world she was looking for like an intern assistant and at the time I wasn't living in New York but every once in a while there'd be a shoot so she would Mm -hmm. like email me or text me and be like, hey, there's a shoot on Tuesday. Like, are you around? And I'd be like, yep. And would just go like straight to New York. And that was awesome because I got to work with a lot of brands that I wouldn't have in Boston. So like, I'm so happy that I like made the trek every time. So you were obviously like very excited about moving to New York. Can you tell us about what intrigued you most about the city? Like what really lights your fire inside? I knew from a very, very young age that I would be moving there. (laughs) And I think knowing I wanted to be in the creative industry too. I was like, New York is the place to be. I do feel like there's so many opportunities that I wouldn't have had in any other city. I mean, like meeting the people that I've met. So me, Sam and Liz, I'm we met through Taylor, right? I'm trying yeah. to remember how uh, we met. Through Kenzie, actually. Oh, through Kenzie. Through Kenzie. Yes, yeah, so okay. I was subletting a good friend from high school's apartment um, one of the summers in college. And I met Sam like randomly. I know. That's like the one thing I really miss about New York is you can meet people in like so many different random ways. Walk us through the process of post um, graduation from college. You're applying to jobs over the summer and, you know, you're now working at Teen Vogue. But can you walk us through that process and what it was like applying to Teen Vogue and how you got your foot in the door there? All of senior year, I was like, I'm going to get a job. As soon as I step outside of school, I'm going straight to New York. I was like so burnt out. And I was like, OK, maybe I'll take like a couple weeks off before applying. I want to like enjoy this time off because I will never have this Again, I'm so happy I did that because I feel like I was so I was so refreshed at the end of the summer and like ready to think about what I really wanted to do. I actually came across just like a posting for the Teen Vogue job. I remember applying on my way to a job interview. Like I was like on the bus going to the city for the weekend. I got like a call like the next day and I was like, perfect. I'm here actually. It moved really fast because the whole like creative team was leaving. Our <laughs> listeners will want every detail of this. So did you see it on Glassdoor, on Condé Nast? Like where where did you find the job posting? And then did you have a connection, which is why you got a phone call the next day? So I was always checking like 
websites of specific places and um, Condé Nast in general, like I was always checking because they have so many brands that I wanted to work for. So I did just apply like through their website. I knew about the brand and the cover letter, I feel like was kind of easy for me because I, not easy, but you know, like I knew what I wanted to say. I was like, I feel like this is a fitting job for me. Portfolio is really important with design stuff. So that like really helps. I think I, I always think I don't know what it'd be like not having that and how it just literally depends on your resume and your cover letter. I did just get like an email from like HR. I, I did know people at Condé, but I didn't, because that moved so fast, I didn't like reach out to anyone immediately. Mm-hmm. After like the first interview, I reached out and was just like, hey, it wasn't even kind of like to be like, tell me, like, tell your boss about me. It was more just to be like, would love to know more about how you like there. your job. Yeah. Yeah. I was genuine, like genuinely asking. And I think that's like important too. Like if you do know someone, like don't try to like just use them to like get your foot in the door, but almost like have honest, real conversations with them about like if they like it and things. And that's when like you, you want to help someone out because you're like, okay, they care and they want to be here. You had a total of, was it two interviews or three? And what were like the interviews like? I remember it was like a phone call with someone in HR. After that phone call, like the next day I met with the creative director and the visuals editor. That was not that scary of uh, an interview. And I think it helps that it wasn't as scary because they were leaving. So I think they were a little Mm -hmm. chill and, you know, they've been there for a really long time. I had a bunch of like phone call interviews after that with like the head of like the creative department of Condé Nast and then Mm -hmm. the editor-in-chief, Lindsay. You know, it's somewhat intense, especially like speaking to an editor-in-chief and it was like my first job. Yeah, I was I'm surprised. Yeah, I feel like a lot of brands and magazines and stuff aren't always like that. But especially like Lindsay, she really cared about the visuals and stuff. We were hanging out that weekend that I think you had the interview. And then you're like, it went well. And then I asked you about it like a week later and you're like, I'm getting the job. And I'm like, whoa, okay, that moved really fast. Yes. Because it's normally, I feel like it's either really fast process in fashion or it's like really slow. There's like no in between. So can you walk us through a day in the life of Liz working at Teen Vogue, but like pre-COVID? So kind of like what you would do in the morning. Like, did you have a lot of meetings? Who you met with? Have you ever met Anna? (laughs) I just had to throw that question in there. Yes, yes. First, Anna, I have not like really officially met her. Like I've been on Zoom meetings recently, but I've never like met her. She's scary, but also like sweeter than you think. I feel like even like in a meeting, like she isn't as cold. Yeah. That aside, it feels like so long ago that I've been in the office. We, I'm sure the same with you guys. It was like March when we started working from home and I have not been back since. So I guess like the first couple months of working, I was the only one on the creative team, which was really intimidating, but also like really exciting because I had like a lot of like freedom and stuff, which was definitely weird when you're starting out a job. I was like... I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) Then my boss started a couple months later. And once she started, it was more like full on team. And so there was a lot more like meetings. And whereas like, again, when I first started, it was more like I would just meet with like an editor and we'd talk about stuff and then I would get them whatever they needed whenever. But when my boss started, the creative director, she putting on meetings to be like working on bigger projects again. I was going to say, so like from start to finish, there's obviously a team that comes up with these concepts for articles and whatnot. And then they write the article or they come up with an idea for a photo shoot. And let's say the article is about, I don't know, like the top five makeup brands or something for right now that people need this bronzer. Okay. So then they want a 
a visual like as a banner across the top of the article. And that's something that you'd be given criteria for that you like curate and fit to the article and the language used and all that. Yes. So it's somewhat different, I guess, for each story and, you know, each editor, but it is usually like an editor reaches out and says they're writing the story or have they're talking about something and they give me either the story to read if it's done. Sometimes copies just like not there yet or Mm -hmm. you know they just yeah give me like a summary of and again it's different on each editor but sometimes they'll like give me photos to like you know like they'll say we want a collage and I'll use that or sometimes I'm given a lot of freedom and they're like we want you know a story on these celebrities use whatever photos you want of them you know and some are definitely like smaller stories that are a little more fun that I can have a little more freedom with what's your favorite story to make a visual for um so We do a lot of like packages or like franchises, which is then like we would make kind of like a template and that's like fun in the beginning, but then I get really bored because I'm just like adding photos to the template that I made. Um, So (laughs) usually I like when there's just like a one-off story. I do like when it's interviews, like when we've interviewed talent, not where it's like a cover, but even just like a little story interviewing someone because it's fun to use either original imagery or focus on like one person and creating like collage or something around that. And usually like I know the person or like I know of the person or I'll read about them. And so it's kind of fun to like try to show their like personality or like brand in the imagery. So that's usually like my favorite is doing design for an interview. What's your personal favorite design that you've made? I did this summer, we did a cover for that was called like the suffragettes. And it was focused on these, I forget how many, like 10 different, not even teens, they were kind of like ranged in age, but women's voting activate advocates. Wow. We did a collage for that cover. And a lot of the times it's just photo and um, somewhat templated cover. But that one was a collage. And so I kind of was able to do that on my own, which was really cool. Um, having like a cover and that was really fun. I really liked that. But yeah, I also this Tuesday we have our Young Hollywood and it's five different covers and I got to do like original type on that, which was fun. So that so far also has been a big, exciting project. Yeah, you have to send us that one. Yeah, I definitely will. That's what I'll be also working on today, later today. I'm still finishing things up. (laughs) So speaking of that, what is one myth about working at Condé Nast? Are you always working all the time? Is that like totally just a fashion myth? How do you feel? Like, is there something, you a stereotype you wish to break? Yeah, so... The working thing, it's, you know, on and off. There's definitely times where I'm worked so much and like on the weekends and stuff, but then there's times where it's, you know, a little more chilled out. And that's usually just like before like a big cover or big package coming out or something. But I feel like a big myth is like the devil wears Prada, like really intimidating office culture kind of thing. And sometimes it can be kind of intimidating, just like, you know, being on like the Vogue floor. I'm like, wow, everyone has such beautiful clothes on. But it is much more like laid back and people are really nice and it's not as scary as they make it seem like people aren't always like walking around like stilettos, death glaring you. (laughs) And I'm again, like I'm on the creative floor. So it's like all the creative teams of all the magazines. I feel like it's much more like chill there because everyone's kind of just photo and design art people. And so they're, there's like a more chilled out vibe. (laughs) In all my past internships or jobs, like the graphic design department was always just so chill. And I remember being like, wait, I want to work on this side because everyone's just like, there's not a lot of, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of stress going on, but yeah. 
Yeah. We know how to hide it well. So something I was going to ask earlier is like, how long does it take for one article to be published? Yeah, it's definitely always different. But because we are like an all digital magazine now, it definitely can move like very fast. I never worked in print, but I do know like that definitely takes more time and there needs to be more time obviously to get it printed and sent to become real life print. Sometimes things can like move so fast. Like if they want to get something up that's like super timely, they could like chat me and be like, can we get art for this? like in the next couple hours and I'll just like whip something up and then they can just like make it go live immediately, which is really like sometimes it can be stressful, but it's also really cool. Like I definitely like the fast paced nature of working for like a digital brand. So how do you think um, Teen Vogue has changed over the years? Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. Like I think of when I was a teen, like when we were teenagers and when it like first started and stuff, it was definitely more focused on like fashion and pop culture. And it was definitely always like cooler than a lot of teen magazines, I think. It wasn't until like a few years ago when they started, especially like when they started going like it was quarterly and then it became just digital, but just focusing on things that matter to not only teens but like everyone more and I think that's because the younger generation is a lot more caught up on what's happening in the world which is amazing and they also care about what's happening in the world more like you know politics and everything that's happening um but also there's still teens and we care about mm. beauty and fashion and what Harry Styles is wearing like we do but we also I'm saying we as like I'm a teen but you know what I mean yeah and then we also care about you know bigger important issues and it's really really amazing that there is this platform for younger people to be able to read and talk about all of this stuff it doesn't have to be like, we're not like, teens aren't super one-dimensional, so. So to close out, will we always ask our guests a raw and real moment in their career thus far? And so what's kind of like a high and a low that has stuck with you? It could be just like living in New York too, like a high mm -hmm. and a low or job-wise. I feel like a low for sure has been co like COVID and quarantine and everything. Um, I think everyone can kind of say that. But with that, it, it's also been I think especially for New Yorkers like a really like important time to realize like we can slow down a little bit and it isn't always like so fast-paced and I mean Sam you can like understand but I think there's a lot of people that were in New York that loved it but were like we need a break or people that didn't love it but felt like they had to be there and I feel like for a lot of other people it was like great too because they realized like now that I'm not working here or like I don't you know have to go into the office every day is this where I want to be and I don't know it just you know COVID in general has made everyone just think about life differently and I think that's <laughs> always going to be a positive thing in some way. Do you see yourself living in New York for a long time? Or Yeah. It's funny. My roommate and I keep saying when our lease is up in October that we're going to move to Europe. Um, don't know if that's going to happen. I would love that. But that's more because it's like, okay, we need to like live other places because we know we love New York. And as we get older, it's going to be harder to do something like that. But I have really no interest in leaving New York. It's more just like me trying to throw mm -hmm. myself into other things. I think it's interesting, like a low. T yes, quarantine has been a low for obvious reasons. And like you're saying, it either taught you like maybe you were just here because it was like you were too busy to think about why you were here 
But at the same time, I think there's a reverse effect. Like when I did go home in March for a few months, I realized why I lived in New York, you know, and I like wanted to be back so bad, even though the city is so different. I still want to be here. And I was looking at videos actually this morning about like pre-COVID times. I was getting so sad. I'm just like, the city is so different, but it's still (laughs) so beautiful for like who's here and what people like Liz or like I who have like lived here during this have tried to make it and are trying to keep it. Totally. I know completely agree on that I think also so many people that are still there like because I mean it's a young city but also like New Yorkers are always wanting to like you know be doing stuff and it's not like everyone's just yes we are being you know safe and like responsible but it isn't like just sitting around like like, your house let's say and like not seeing people for like weeks like people still try to like even if working and then I'd go out with friends friends, and then I would go to sleep at like one and then I'd literally wake up 30 minutes before work and have no morning routine which is on on me like I could have made myself I could have made those changes for sure but I think stopping for a second made me realize and just like recharge and figure out like what was important for me in my life oh my god I still wish I lived in New York you know when I do move back I will implement things in my life that make me slow down more like learning how to say no to things was really hard for me because I had to have friends like oh let's go here on Monday and then Wednesday night here and Thursday night and I could never say no I feel like everyone's always going 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 so it was like crazy to like just all of a sudden stop and you're like oh this is not right and then yeah hi there's some highs in the COVID thing as well just questioning what you're doing and stuff when I first started I got to go to LA for like Teen Vogue Summit that was like a really great experience not just because I got to be flown to LA which was amazing especially in November it was just like so cool to meet all these teens that I like honestly didn't even really know existed. Like I was shocked with meeting these people that were so passionate and already career driven. They were like in high school asking me about like internship stuff and asking Mm -hmm. me about my career. And I was like, that is amazing that you are already like so focused on that at such a young age. You guys are going to rule the world. And I'm sure you guys have come across this too of like younger people reaching out for like career advice and things like that. I wasn't even sure what college I wanted to go to. And you guys already like are thinking about what company you want to be at. It's like so cool. And the coolest part about your job in that regard is that you are like on the front lines of influencing those people. So I can imagine that when you hear people so passionate about it, it's flattering and exciting, but it's just so cool that you are the influence behind that and why they want to know. Yeah, more. So yeah, it's awesome. been really cool. I've definitely loved it. And I know if I worked in any like other magazine, media, you know, editorial, I would have found some of these things but because I feel like also being young I'm like I feel like I'm still a teen so I feel like I can relate to a lot of them thank you so much for coming on Liz we are so happy we can share your teen vote experience with our listeners Thanks for listening to this episode. To keep up with what's happening on our podcast, follow Raw and Real NYC on Instagram. We post inspo and love showing you what's going on in our lives. Till next time, keep it real.